0: I'm John Ryan and this is Pod Roast. This week, can you review comedy telly in audio only and without using clips? And NPR on California's water crisis in just 13 minutes. Now, I'm one of those nerds that loves to seek out another opinion and reaction to something I see and love on TV. I have AV Club, Digital Spy, Den of Geek bookmarks to keep me across a whole list of things I need to see. A lifesaver in lockdown. And one of the things I was an ambassador for from the second I saw it was I Think You Should Leave, Netflix's sketch comedy show with Tim Robinson. Series 2 just dropped, as the kids say, so that's my excuse to check out a. Orig- original content from TechCrunch, a podcast in which anthony hard jordan crook and daryl etherington talk about what's new in original streaming shows and movies they must be doing something right they've made it to 188 episodes so far so i hit play on the edition where they talk about i think you should leave partly as i need something to review and partly to convert the world person by person to watch this show and love it as much as i do On the podcast, though, a Guitari theme starts and abruptly fades out before we hear from anyone slightly surprised-sounding. Hello, and welcome to the original content podcast, says Anthony, before each co-host introduces themselves. This week we're going to review I Think You Should Leave, he says, clearly unscripted from all the urs and ums. They say the show's already becoming the source of memes on Twitter, and weirdly for a non-plotted show, they're going to talk generally about it first, then give a spoiler warning. That's because some sketches on I Think You Should Leave veer off in some unexpected directions. That's what makes it so brilliant, so unexpected, and so re-watchable. Daryl makes the point that the show is a quick watch – six times 15 minute episodes uh, so just go and watch it before listening to the podcast so far so good review shows do need to state their spoiler policy from the start like me Anthony and Daryl were desperate for new Tim Robinson material and snorted the whole series before the podcast it just gets you like that then needs re-watching to see new layers of your favorite gag even Jordan who's a girl Jordan found bits funny even if she's not a total convert She says it's so uncomfortable, off the wall and bizarre It's not her flavour of comedy Daryl's like me though, watched season two, thought it wasn't quite as good as one, then immediately re watched, and I mean the same night, and that new run of sketches started to rise as big as Hot Dog Car, Dan Vega's Mega Money Quiz, and Baby of the Year in season one. I told you I was a fan. Anthony says the same. This is starting to feel like a difficult second album, but the hit to miss ratio is about the same in season two as one. There are no dud duds, he said. The big formula in each sketch is there are normal people and one crazy person, usually played by Robinson, and that craziness escalates. The workplace sketches are usually in conference rooms, and he's not sure they're not getting a bit samey. Daryl disagrees. For the audience, a lot of the time they're in work meetings, so he thinks that's on the money. They go off on a tangent about the difficulties of writing new material. That's a bit irrelevant and incestuous, frankly. Then they ask for more from Jordan. Once again, she's less into the show than the boys are. And that's an interesting take, because this is the kind of show people watch and carry with them. I think it's fair to say you either get it and want everyone you know to watch it and love it, or you don't. And Jordan doesn't get it. But then if you're in the first cap, hearing a podcast like this offer more time to someone in the second is distracting. I want to find more, I think you should leave love, really. Darrell offers a Twitter account, at ITYSL, which constantly posts memes and reminders about the sketches that reminds you how good they are. He says you can base your whole reaction on Season 1, Sketch 1. That sketch involves a job interview and a door, and it's a perfect two-minute summary of the humour. If you like it and you laugh, stick around for the rest of the two series. Anthony and Jordan are clearly not 100% on board with the humour. They annoy me a bit. I love this show, did I tell you? The other thing, and this is a bit meta, this is a review podcast, a bit like Pod Roast, but it suffers from the hosts re-performing the comedy sketches, not as well as the show does, obviously. It kind of needs clips. But I'd have a pint with Daryl. He highlights Ear Piercing, Driving School, Shark Tank, or Dragon's Den if you're listening in the UK, Santa's action film Hot Dog Sleeve, Jamie Taco, and Tammy Craps as his favourite sketches in Season 2. Even Jordan liked Carl Havoc, in which a prank show presenter has a breakdown during filming. Note that I'm not explaining these sketches. It's really impossible to. You just have to go and watch them because if I described what was going on, indeed like they do in this podcast, it doesn't really make much sense anthony for example half remembers the sketch about a tv show based on dead bodies falling out of the bottom of coffins at funerals but he can't even remember the name of the show or the network in the sketch it's coffin flop on corncob tv says daryl there speaks a fellow fan go and watch it i think you should leave two series now on netflix no-nonsense three-second jingle and you're listening to shortwave from NPR hey everybody yuck Emily Kwong here with NPR's food and agriculture correspondent Dan Charles hello Dan Hi, Emily. I have a riddle for you. What they've done here is dived straight in. That's a good thing, especially in a podcast named for its brevity. But they've spoilt it by pluralising me and overscripting. A mischievous, ploddy music bed begins. Dan's riddle is about the drought in the western United States. There's a clip from a woman saying there's no allotment because there's no water. But farming continues there, watermelons, onions, garlic, carrots, all being harvested. How is this possible? asks Dan. Maybe because the farmer has found a secret source of water, thinks Emily. Did she look forward in the script? asks Dan. Oof, again, we're not eleven. Props for the use of clips and music. Slaps for the construction aimed at children. Well, that's exactly what happened. Farmers have drilled wells and have pulled up enough water to cover 10,000 square miles with water over a foot deep. California grows 40% of the US's fruit and nuts. This has been a competition with no rules, but scary changes are coming to stop the groundwater grab, NPR tells us. This is Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR and it's pretty good. Farming used to be limited. It was tumbleweed until in the 40s and 50s. The federal government paid for huge dams and aqueducts. In drought years, farmers were told they couldn't take this water, so that's when they dig deeper for it. Drought reveals the lie of the place, says a Fresno writer quoted in this podcast, the lie being our ambition, to act like we can pump water out of the aquifer to farm what's a desert. Now the earth is sinking, not by inches, but by feet, and as some cities relied on this below-ground water too, they've had to bring in tankers to survive. We hear the voice of a lobbyist who's got California to pass a Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. This new law is phasing out pumping from 2040. Wells are being metered, or being monitored by satellite. Now we're into it, the conversation is natural, the clips economically cut, and a story quickly told. We hear from a farmer who describes the aquifer as a lifeline, but it's been taken for granted and isn't infinite. Some are resentful of the limits on water from the dams. They were only introduced to support agriculture after all. And it's not just California. It's an example that could be seen elsewhere in the States. The conclusion feels a little time will tell bizarrely what a journalism primer i have written by npr says is a weak way of ending a story but with a slightly more conversational script it would have made a great 13 minutes summing up of the west's water crisis i'm john ryan weary eared and disappointed for pod roast this week with original content from TechCrunch and shortwave from npr i listen to those so you don't have to